Mike, I haven't been to Paris, but I know you have. Tell me about it. I mean, I've been a few times. Uh, the best time was a few years ago, me and my wife went to the Pitchfork Music Festival that they have there. Personally, I'm all about bakeries, cafes, canals, that kind of thing. You know, I take that back. I have been to Paris, Tennessee, but that's not the subject of today's show. Google tells me that Paris, Tennessee has a 70-foot tall model of the Eiffel Tower. How am I just finding out about this? Well, you're you're actually in Memphis. We're together today. Do you yes. want to go up there later? I would love to see this, actually. Okay. I, the images are astounding. All right. Well, we'll see what we can do. While you add that to our travel list, let's get started unpacking this topic because it's pretty wild. The headline here is that Paris Syndrome is the name given to the experience that some people have when visiting the city. And what an experience it seems to be. We don't normally fully quote Wikipedia directly, but I have to here. Quote, The syndrome is characterized by a number of psychiatric symptoms such as acute delusional states, hallucinations, feelings of persecution, perceptions of being a victim of prejudice, aggression and hostility from others, derealization, depersonalization, anxiety, and also psychosomatic manifestations such as dizziness, tachycardia, sweating, and others such as vomiting. That sounds terrible. What it sounds like is an American medicine ad, is what it sounds like. I've been hearing some of those. But anyway, this is horrible. But what's interesting is that this syndrome is most commonly noted in tourists traveling from primarily Japan and other parts of Asia. It's estimated that, before the pandemic at least, 1.1 million Japanese tourists visited Paris each year, with a couple dozen of them reporting symptoms that align with your terrible list. Mm -hmm. In 2011, an article in The Atlantic noted that about 20 people or so complained about Paris Syndrome that year alone. So in my spirit of fully quoting things today, here's a bit from that article. Paris Syndrome manifests itself differently in different people, but amongst the most common symptoms are acute delusions, hallucinations, dizziness, sweating, and feelings of persecution. The shock of coming to grips of a city that is indifferent to their presence and looks nothing like their imagination launches tourists into a psychological tailspin which, in at least six cases this year, necessitated the patient being flown back to their country under medical supervision. Usually, though, bed rest and hydration seem to take care of the problem within a few days. The Japanese embassy, though, has had no shortage of people who, in the throes of the syndrome, call or visit to be reassured that the city is not going to collapse in upon them. The term first appeared in the 1980s, with an article being written in 1998 that helped propel the syndrome into popular culture. Research into this phenomenon has been carried out over the years. Some people who have experienced Paris Syndrome have had a previous history of psychiatric problems, while others have no history, but show signs of post-traumatic stress disorder after traveling. And we should be clear that people beyond Paris have experienced similar things while traveling, and not all of them are from Japan or nearby nations. And that in 2011, the Japanese embassy in Paris stated that it did not send any of its citizens home directly. In 2006, the BBC reported that the embassy had a 24-7 phone line set up for visitors with symptoms to call for help. But the embassy denied that media report as well. Shady stuff. So, Mike, you are in Memphis right now. I am. We are raising money for St. Jude Children's Research Hospital this month. It's yep. an institution here, but they serve kids and their families from all around the world. Childhood cancer is a terrible thing, and I know it firsthand. My oldest son is a childhood cancer survivor, and his life was saved at St. Jude, as are thousands of others 
uh, every year. St. Jude treats these kids, they take care of their families, no matter where they're from, without regard to their ability to pay. So St. Jude has never billed me for anything with my son's treatment. And they pay for that by people giving to them. And so you want to go to stjude.org slash relay. There's a link in the show notes. You can learn more there and you can donate. Over the last four years, the Relay FM audience has raised almost $2 million for the kids of St. Jude. That is incredible. Thank Mm -hmm. you all for donating year after year. And we invite you to do it this year as well. Once again, that's stjude.org slash relay. Let's get back to it. In 2004, a French newspaper wrote about this topic, blaming travel advertising for the expectation mismatch that some travelers were experiencing. According to this theory, people expect every inch of Paris to be beautiful and glamorous. And when they see that the whole city, of course, isn't like that, the disappointment can be crushing. The disconnect between expectations and reality seem to affect Japanese tourists from larger cities more than others. Often their home city may be cleaner, less crowded, friendlier, and even safer than Paris is, or at least seems to be. In 2014, Bloomberg Pursuits reported the syndrome also affected a few of the million annual Chinese tourists in Paris. The reasons are similar to those shared by Japanese tourists. Interestingly, Paris syndrome is not the only case of travelers being deeply affected by a city they're visiting. Yeah, this isn't a Paris hit job, this right. episode, you know? Yeah, we have more cities to throw yeah. under the bus. Yeah. Up next is Jerusalem syndrome, which is characterized by the presence of religiously themed obsessive ideas, delusions, or other psychosis-like experiences. This seems to affect people across religious lines, with those of Muslim, Jewish, and Christian faith all reporting symptoms. Like Paris syndrome, some of these travelers have mental health histories and others do not. There are actually three subtypes of Jerusalem syndrome. It's a whole family of Mm. terribleness. Type 1 is Jerusalem syndrome imposed on a previous psychotic illness, so somebody who has had issues with mental health in the past. Uh, They have typically traveled to the city under the influence of religious ideas, or have a goal or mission in mind that they believe needs to be completed once they're in the city. Type 2 is Jerusalem syndrome superimposed on and complicated by idiosyncratic ideas. This is basically a general obsession with Jerusalem and its history. And then type 3 is a discrete form, and it's uncompounded by previous mental illness. This is the most common form in which someone doesn't have a history of mental illness, but they become psychotic after arriving in Jerusalem. Like Paris syndrome, Jerusalem syndrome is pretty rare, with fewer than 100 reported cases a year. Okay, this is weird. Are there any good travel syndromes out there? Sure. In the form of Stendhal syndrome, also known as Florence syndrome. In these cases, people report rapid heart rates, confusion, and even fainting and hallucinations when they are exposed to objects, artworks, or phenomena of great beauty and antiquity. Wait, I thought you said this was a good syndrome. I mean, it is, because it's not caused by extreme disappointment in what a city has to offer, but instead, how impressive its museums and history are. I don't think I want to travel with you ever again. What have I got to do with this? (laughs) I have nothing to do with this. I will say... Whilst this is very extreme, I understand, right? Like, you know, like you've, you build something up in your mind sure. and you go there. Like, you know, I'll say it. San Francisco. The first time I went to San Francisco. Mm. You know, I had spent a lot of my teenage and like young 20s life thinking like San Francisco is where I wanted to be. It's where I wanted to be, where I wanted to be. And then when I got there, I was like, this isn't what I thought it was at all. So it happens. San Francisco syndrome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Golden Gate Syndrome. Golden Gate Syndrome. That's it. We got it. We got it. 
Again, we invite you to go to stjude.org slash relay, learn more about this hospital's amazing mission, and donate to help their cause of curing childhood cancer. If you want to read more about these syndromes we talked about, head on over to the website, relay.fm slash ungenius slash 159. The links are also in your podcast player. If you have a topic you'd like to toss on our list, hit us up on Twitter. The show is at ungenius. You can find Mike there as I-M-Y-K-E. And you can follow me on Twitter as I-S-M-H. Until we discover you've accidentally contracted Memphis Syndrome, Mike, say goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye, (laughs) y'all.